0: made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name is Armando, a.k.a. Hot Tech Mondo, and I am joined by no one. Whoa. Everyone has left me, and now I run this podcast all by myself. Breaking news on Fountain City Sports Media. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I am by myself today. There is no Reese, a.k.a. Referees. There is no Kyle, a.k.a. Uh, I forgot what even his name is. Miracle on 31st Street or uh, Oracle on 31st Street. So yeah, so I'm I'm by myself today. This is the first time that I've done this before and I'm actually really excited for it because I listen to like Ryan Rossillo do it all the time. Uh, Bill Simmons does it all the time. And essentially why they are so famous in what they do currently is because they don't have anyone arguing with them. So I can say like the most outlandish thing Things today, And no one's going to argue or disagree with what I'm saying. You know, like Ryan Rossilla will say that Patrick Mahomes is the worst quarterback since Jamarcus Russell. And then he'll have all these points and then no one can argue with them. And then he just gets slammed on Twitter. Um, speaking about social media, if I say anything outlandish today, please let me know on our several social media platforms. One of which is... Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at FountainCitySM. That's our handle. Uh, We're almost at 150 followers, which is great because I know we were doing a campaign to do 100 followers. We got that. Now we're just growing, which is awesome. Um, We don't pay anyone, even though pretty much like once a week I'll get all these bots that will slam my DMs and be like, hey, $1,000 for 1,000 follows, $2,000 for 2,000 follows. And it's very tempting but we don't have the money for that i just want us to be like super hipster super cool like grassroots instagram so all of my robots have been blocked uh but frankly we, we don't have the money for it if you want to help us money wise in fact and i promise if, if you help us out i will not give the money to the robots the money will be used in various ways that will be productive to this podcast and will not be fed to the robot machine. You can donate to us at patreon.com forward slash FCSM. And if you donate to that, you will get exclusive content, including episodes from season zero. And some beer reviews that are have not been released by some professionals that we've had on the podcast. So please donate. Uh, It's actually been great for us. Honestly, like we were able to get our um, we were able to get our logo through the Patreon money and the logo is amazing and we enjoy it. You'll see that on our Instagram yeah, I mean, it's it's super cool, and we're only able to do those things because of your support. So thank you. Shout out to our OGs out there that have been listening, that have contributed to our Patreon. We couldn't do it without you, um, and that's why we want to provide content every week. That's why even though Reese is incredibly busy this week, he gave me permission to do this podcast. So I hope you all enjoy it. Today, we're going to cover two big things, um, actually both my passions, Kansas City Chiefs, And fantasy football. That's right. Today, I will be breaking down the Chiefs 49ers preseason game one. And I will also be talking about fantasy football. It will be called the Fountain Fantasy Manifesto. I will give you the keys to the kingdom when it comes to being successful in fantasy football. I've been doing fantasy football for a very, 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 very long time before it was before it was chuggy. Yes, I use the word choogy because I know all the young kids use that word. But I was, I mean, I've been listening to a podcast on fantasy footballs for like 10 years at least. Uh, so I, you know, I wouldn't call myself the best player, but I am able to get into fantasy football playoffs in every single league that I've been in for the past five years. No matter what happens, right? Saquon goes down Um I'm trying to think of some like really traumatic things like drafting Julio Jones, you know, anything like that, I've been able to overcome through the waiver wire, through a lot of other things and you just keep fighting. Um, so I've had success, a lot of success in it. And I want to share all that with you today because fantasy football is fun. I freaking love fantasy football and it's a fun thing to like listen to at the gym. It also motivates me to go to the gym. Um, well, my career does, but like, honestly, it's like, cool. What am I going to do at the gym? Um, I've already listened to Britney Spears and and beyonce and akon and all these people like a thousand times i love listening to like throwback like 2004 stuff i don't know it just pumps me up because i was pumped up back then uh the music these days does not pump me up so i listen to fancy football podcasts to kind of help me out through my gym sessions okay first thing on the docket ladies and gentlemen Chiefs 49ers. So there's a few takeaways that I want to talk about because there's a lot of great stuff that happened for the Chiefs. <laughs> there there are some losers from that game uh, particularly like Noah Gray like oh come on man like there was just so much hype for him. I'm sure he'll be fine but that wasn't a great game. Anyway uh, but I, I want to talk about the positive. I'm a positive guy. You, you all know that you all know, listen to this podcast for a year and a half like you know I, I always look at the bright side of things uh, and a lot of bright things to look at today starting with our offensive line ladies and gentlemen do you remember last year when there was so much hype for Clyde Edwards helaire I said that he should have been drafted in fantasy football um, drafts round one I mean there was so much hype Lewis Riddick obviously hyped him up as well and we just didn't get the production that we wanted from him he was great. And honestly, if he wasn't hyped to be this Kareem hunt, um, you know, Saquon Barkley type rookie season person, I think we would have been happy with his performance, but I know in Kansas city, it was like, Oh, you know, I wish he would have been this cowbell, this Kareem hunt type. Ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault for the things that he did. Like, yeah, he could have been better going between the tackles, uh, being more explosive, and just being smarter as to like where the holes were. But honestly, this year, I want you to judge Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Because there is no excuse anymore. Because that offensive line looked wonderful. Wonderful against the 49ers. We didn't see a lot of Patrick Mahomes staying in the pocket. I mean, we only saw one drive from Patrick Mahomes, but something that we saw that we that is tangible and then something that we can really look forward to against the Cardinals on Friday is Ceh and how he is going to adapt to running between the lines with the offensive line. So, for example, the first play that that we ran, right, it was a 10 yard run in between the tackles for Ceh, and we saw a lot of things that we haven't seen before. One of which was Lucas Niang and Trey Smith parting the sea in the backside. Now, if you go back and look at the video, there was this huge hole that Niang and Trey had secured for CEH to run through, which we did not see. So all of you CEH haters out there, go ahead and message me on Instagram and say, like, Armando, you weren't watching last year. It was CEH's fault. It wasn't our O-line's fault. No, 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 no. I want you to look at the preseason game and those holes that were being created. I know we only have a few examples, but if those were real, right, if this is one just a preseason fluke, then CH is going to have a massive, a massive year in 2021 with the Chiefs because they're because we saw a lot of CH, a lot of his success was going left to right as opposed to up and down. A lot of things that we saw that were highlights for C.H. was him trying to create space, him trying to find holes as opposed to going through the holes that were provided for him. Okay, so we saw a lot of holes provided for him in the preseason game, uh, albeit a small sample size. Sorry. But what we saw was very encouraging for me, for C.H. and the offensive line. So the hype is real, ladies and gentlemen. Look out for C.H. and we'll talk about fantasy football for ch but he's definitely a sleeper because of this another thing i want us to look at was fullback michael burton okay so a lot of buzz in like chiefs media was saying that we'd probably cut burton that we wouldn't have this fullback set uh we would probably add more depth to running back when we do do cuts and i disagreed this whole time because michael burton was amazing with the saints and michael burton was one of the one of the low key reasons why Alvin Kamara is successful, because Michael Burton allows uh, to be the second option when Alvin Kamara is on the field. He allowed he's an a excellent blocker, like a, a, an addition to the O-line if they need him. Um, and he's very good at, at catching and receiving the ball out in the flat. So I was curious when people were saying, oh, we're probably going to cut Michael Byrne. I'm like, no, Michael Byrne was amazing with the Saints. And people just don't really recognize that. And we saw that in the preseason game. For example, there was a third and, a third and two. Most of the time, the Chiefs will not run on third and two, fourth and one. Uh, because, frankly, we just didn't trust our offensive line and our running backs. Right? How, how many times did you see us like running through the trenches on third down? That's something that we could not do last year that we did in preseason and we didn't even do it with CEH. We used Michael Byrne on the three and two and that was very exciting for me. What we did on that on third and two play, again, you can find it on Twitter. It's, it's you know, really great breakdowns that they provide there. Trey Smith is kicking out to block. So he's on the on the right side. He swings over again He's a huge man. He's a very big human. But he is also quick. That dude flew to the left side and was able to do a a very good block. I think he said he could have done better, which is fine. Like whatever it's preseason, but you can tell he has agility and the size and he's able to create these holes on third down, which we did not see last year. Any haters out there? Show me some video where like we actually created lines on third and two. So that was really fun to see. And I think that's something that people are not considering as Chiefs fans that I think Andy Reid's going to use that fullback position and use it more more than he's used in the past and we love Sherman right Sherman was great for us but I think Burton's gonna allow for this different different style different style and more options on third down for Patrick Mahomes so we're gonna see a lot of the running game that we did not see in 2020 it's gonna be a different Chiefs team because Andy has all the tools that he needs now Every year, we were always missing one thing, right? Patrick Mahomes comes in, fine, we don't have an O-line. Or Patrick Mahomes comes in, we don't really have a solid wide receiver, too. Or Travis Kelsey's coming into his own. Okay, now we have the fastest player in the league. We have one of the greatest tight ends of all time. We have the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And now we have an elite offensive line, as well as a very young Uninjured, (laughs) fresh running back in CEH. So Andy Reid has all the tools he needs to have one of the best offensive. Performances in NFL history. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a hype man. I'm saying that because it's true. These are just the facts. These are all great players. There are no holes in this offense currently. Barring injury, this will be one of the greatest offenses you will ever see in your lifetime. So Kansas City fans, I always say this, but enjoy the moment. Truly. On Sunday, do your Sunday morning routine. Come home. And just be in awe. It, it's going to be It's going be incredible. The last thing I want to touch with the offensive line. So, of course, I talked about this offensive line is real. It's going to help CEH. It's going to help Michael Burton. Remember the name. Jarek McKinnon. I'll say it again. Remember the name Jarek McKinnon. Jer- I've known Jarek McKinnon for years. Not personally. That'd be great, though. Jarek McKinnon. Hey. Come on the come on the podcast. Let's hang out. I'll show you a couple beers. Um, I'll sing some songs for you too. If you if you like opera, whatever, my man. Jeremy McKinnon right now on the jet on the depth chart is probably like the fourth running back. After that game, he's solidly our third running back, if not gunning for Darrell Williams' spot. That's how great he is. Jeremy McKinnon, barring injury, was the number one running back. In the 49ers offense and for those of you that know the 49ers offense it is running back featured right that was with mckinnon that was with raheem mostert that was with matt that, that that was a three-headed monster and Jeremy mckinnon was the star was the obvious star but then acl mcl injuries um really ruined that for him in 2019 2020 he rehabbed didn't play at all now 2021 barring injury he is a stud we saw that one play with him that was explosive he's smart he's quick can run through the tackles he's he's big he's he's a a small guy but you know what he's got he's got some power to him so the explosiveness explosiveness that he has don't be surprised if you see a lot of jarek mckinnon this year I don't think he's going to take over Ch's spot. Ch is still the star on this team, but man, Darrell Williams, look out, man, look out! Because if Jared McKinnon is healthy, we're going to see a lot of him. And I was really excited to see him on the field. I am rooting for him. All right. Second big takeaway: our defensive line. We talked about this in last week's podcast that the offense that the defensive line is stacked. I know Reese had some um, issues with our defensive line, but honestly. We looked really freaking good. Again, preseason, I get it. But that's the reason why we play the preseason. We need to see what the depth's going to look like. We need to see who is versatile and who's not versatile. I had talked about that it was crazy that we might cut Tim Ward just because we are so stacked. And I think Tim Ward heard our podcast and he said, oh, no. If Hatek Mondo says it, maybe it's going to be true. So he freaking showed up in preseason. Like I said, he was a likely cut candidate, but was a standout in that game against the 49ers. Two sacks and five tackles total for Tim Ward. Look, Tim Ward is going to be an incredible rotational player. I think because of the demands of the defensive line for our team, and for example, I mean, like, Chris Jones having to switch from the inside tackle to outside tackle, um, from having to rotate players like Turk, Colin Saunders, Tim Ward, Jaron Reed, right? There's going to be a lot of movement, and our players could get pretty tired, which is fine because we have the depth for it. So I am very excited for Tim Ward. Again, like I just said, uh, Turk Wharton, Colin Saunders were also very impressive on the interior um i mean colin saunders man like he never really got a a training camp from 2020 and he's really proven that he is going to stay on this team like he is going to be a rotational player on this team turk showed us already last year that he wants to be on this team that he can produce on this team i remember the first week i was like who the hell is there sean wharton i don't even remember seeing that dude on the depth chart and he's over here impressing us in week one So I'm telling you, having all those guys, Jaron Reed showing up too. I mean, we hadn't seen him in uniform. And then, of course, Chris Jones. I mean, freaking Chris Jones. Coming in, I forgot someone said he lost 15 pounds. Yeah, BS. That dude is huge. Chris Jones didn't lose any weight. And what's crazy is he looks bigger, but still fast, right? He can still play outside. But then just showing us right after he played outside, then they played this mixed package where they put him in on the inside and people on the 49ers were just afraid for their life because he just bulldozed on the inside. And and I think we should be very excited for that because on like first down, right, he might be on the outside and then they're going to move him to the inside and then they're going to move him to the outside. Offensive lines are going to be so scared of our defensive line because of the talent, but because of all these mystery packages that we're going to do to them, right? Tim Ward comes in, Turk comes in, Collins comes in, Frank and Chris switch. It's going to be so fun to watch. I am so excited for that. Um, And then again, sample size, we didn't really see a lot, but it was good to see them really stop the run game in the preseason. That was really great to see because that has been a big Achilles heel for us. You know, we're hot and cold, hot and cold every week. I think we're gonna have some continuity there. If we stop the run game, that's really gonna help our DBs in the back. We stop the run game, the game changes. I forgot who we play. This is the Chargers, like Austin Eckler ran like two hundred yards on us. And that was the game plan, right? They just they just run on us and then on third down, Justin Herbert's like, okay, I guess I have to throw now. Oh yeah, I forgot I'm a really good quarterback too. Boom throw touchdown okay we stop the run game say we, we put the chargers now justin herbert is pressured to throw the ball he has limited options we give him limited options he's not this incredible quarterback anymore right we shrink their playbook the game changes. So I think the D line is really going to change the game for us for these quarterbacks in our league, Um, like Justin Herbert, who knows who's going to be the Broncos quarterback. (laughs) Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, if we stop Josh Jacobs, yeah, Derek Carr is in big trouble. Because Derek Carr, the reason why Derek Carr did really well against us was because of Josh Jacobs. Right? Josh Jacobs just ran the ball with ease against us. So if we're able to stop Josh Jacobs, it gives Derek Carr limited options, and it gives Gruden limited options as well. Okay. So great. And then just some stuff to talk about that's fun. Not so fun, but kind of like, come on, guys, what the hell? Um, Harrison Bucker missed another extra kick. There's no excuse anymore. Zero excuse. Harrison Bucker is in his own head. That's it i don't uh, i know we talked about last year you know the placement of the ball the laces of the ball um no he's in his own head and that's it someone has to figure that out of course he can make field goals from like 50 yards away 60 yards away uh he's in his head and look as a as a performer as a professional opera singer i get it i get it if i get in my head it's over it's over um but there, there, there is no more a uh, physical excuse anymore. It's a mental, excu- it's now a mental uh, reason why he's not hitting these extra kicks. All right? He's, just, he, he's, he's he's in his head, um, and I don't know how to fix that. Uh, that's not my department. So, good luck, Harrison Butker. We love you, but figure that out, please. Uh, another fun thing: our guy Tommy freaking Townsend. You see, this is the polar opposite of Harrison Butker. Tommy had an awful Super Bowl. Tommy comes out, throws all that away. 66-yard punt. I mean, all his punts look so good. So good against the 49ers, albeit preseason, of course. It's not the pressures of the Super Bowl, but it's good to see him put that away and have confidence again because he's amazing. That's what I have today. I Overall, I'm very excited. Patrick Mahomes looked good from turf toe. I mean, it's over uh yeah everyone looks great this is going to be a wonderful season for us let's take a short break and then we're going to talk about fountain fantasy i'm by myself so i'm just not going to drink it's kind of the middle of the day for me right here anyway um what did i do yesterday i went to this like really expensive restaurant uh they had hetty topper which is crazy i'm in new york and again you can't get hetty topper anywhere but they had it on uh in a can which is wild i had a nice pilsner Um, yeah, they had a really good beer selection where I went I spent a lot of money on a three-course meal It was one of those prefix meals Uh, but again all my friends wanted to go so I was like whatever I haven't been out The past two months that I've been here I've just been eating sandwiches in my room and oatmeal and the occasional mcdonald's Uh, so I was like fine. I'll go out have a bougie dinner So I had a bougie dinner with everybody and it was fun and yeah, I had a nice pilsner and then I had a Jamais wine, which was really good um I don't think I've ever had that style of wine. It's French. Really low low acidity, full-bodied. So, yeah, if you see that at your local liquor store, G-A-M-A-Y. All right, enough about alcohol. Let's get to some fountain fantasy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with your... You haven't had this segment in a while, I would dare to say this is your favorite segment of the podcast when we do it. That's right. It is fantasy football time. We are calling this segment the Fountain Fantasy Manifesto. That's right. Again, I'm gonna give you the keys to the kingdom. Now, I'm not like the king of the world when it comes to fountain or fountain when it comes to fantasy football, but I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, and I just want to share my successes with you so here's some things to think about this is the manifesto we're going to keep it a little short but again these are huge nuggets of information one know where there is depth and where there is not depth in a position so i'm just gonna let you think i'll give you two seconds tell me where there is the most depth in fantasy football in what position One, two. Okay, great. If your answer was running back, you are wrong. If your answer was wide receiver, you're half wrong. If your answer was quarterback, you are correct. Okay? Wait. Yeah, I'm just going to... This isn't the most important thing, but this, this correlates to it. Wait on quarterback. Hot take. Do not draft Patrick Mahomes. I'll say it again. Do not draft Patrick Mahomes. Unfollow me. Unfollow this podcast. Undownload. I stand by my word. There is so much depth in quarterback this year. You do not have to take Patrick Mahomes. You do not have to take Lamar Jackson. Who knows what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson. Do not take Deshaun Watson, by the way. Um, Don't take Justin Herbert. Wait on quarterbacks, ladies and gentlemen. The amount of difference between Lamar Jackson and like Ryan Tannehill is minuscule is minuscule. There is so much value at quarterback 10 quarterback, 11 quarterback, 12 just wait till Justin Fields. When Justin Fields takes over Andy Dalton's position, he has so much value. Justin Fields is probably going to be a top five quarterback by the end of the year. Not because he's great, but because of, that he's mobile, that he can give you rushing yards, he can give you touchdowns, right? He, he can throw the deep ball. Trey Lance, people like that. Wait on quarterbacks. There's no reason to take Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, round one or two. You have other priorities that you need to take in round one and round two, and quarterbacks are not it. If your friends start taking quarterbacks, do not follow them. Do not take a quarterback in round two or three. Don't take Aaron Rodgers. Right after Patrick Mahomes, if your friend picked Patrick Mahomes, pick one. Your friends will do that. And your friends, I'm sorry, are not smart when it comes to this stuff. So wait on quarterback B. If you are bold enough, be the last person to take a quarterback in your league. Prioritize other things. Prioritize Depth where there is depth and we're going to talk about the other thing the thing that you will need the most is running back running back is of importance this year there is a huge drop off from running back six to running back seven and if you get stuck with running back seven as your first running back you can kiss your fantasy football life goodbye yes i'm not being dramatic this is just the truth i've been through this i've tested it i've been in very competitive leagues For a lot of money. And you can't rely on Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to win your league. You have to rely on great running back play. Okay. Number two. Minimize your risk. Minimizing risk. What does that mean? It means don't take someone that has been injured all the time. Don't take them in the first, second, third round. Okay. There are some exceptions. I will say there are a lot of exceptions there. Well, uh, just a few exceptions, but mostly don't take two, like don't take two running backs that have been injured in the past round one, round two, or don't take a running back wide receiver with injury concerns round one, round two. You don't have the luxury in fantasy football, right? If you take Michael Thomas in the first round and then you take Saquon Barkley in the second round, if he's there, he probably won't be there, but say he's there. Okay. That's an awful. Those are awful picks. They're great players, awful fantasy players to take in round one and two. If they, if one of them drops to round three, snatch them round one and two, take someone that has longevity, take someone that you know, is not going to be injured. That doesn't have injury risk. Okay. There's a lot of them out there and you, and you need to invest in those because round one and round two are very, very important. Minimize your risk. Understand who gets injured all the time. Understand who has an awful offensive line. Okay, that's why I've been a Ceh. That's why we didn't take Ceh, or that's why Ceh, you know, didn't have good expectations or didn't live up to his expectations. Awful offensive line. Okay, and we'll t- we'll talk about who you should take round one. Don't worry, I got you there. Number three, talent alone is not going to win. The league. You have to understand that talent plus time plus snaps, time and snaps, equals fantasy football success. Again, if a player is talented, that does not equal fantasy success. A player has to be talented and have the right amount of snaps or the highest amount of snaps to equal success. Does that make sense to you? If it doesn't hit me up, for example, Michael Thomas, another, just don't draft Michael Thomas. Just don't do it. Michael Thomas obviously has the talent. One of the best wide receivers in the league. If he's injured, he doesn't have the time. So talent plus no time equals no fantasy success. Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Who's more talented? Michael Thomas or Najee Harris? Duh. Hot take Mondo. It's Michael Thomas. Correct. But Najee Harris is the better fantasy player. Why? Talent plus time. The two T's. Najee Harris is going to get a lot of snaps. Najee Harris is going to be the cowbell with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you have to understand Najee Harris is more important than Michael Thomas because talent plus time. So always consider that. Know who is going to get a lot of snaps. Know who know who the number one receiver is in, in New England. Because even though the number one receiver in New England is not better than, let's say, say the number one receiver on the Patriots is not as good as Julio Jones. That number one receiver in the Patriots team in New England might have more fantasy points than Julio Jones because we don't know who's going to be the number one option in Tennessee. Okay? If we know someone is the number one option on their team, they have the production, also known as time, they will be successful. They will be very successful in fantasy. So understand that rule and you you will be successful in fantasy football. Talent plus time, time also meaning production. Okay. Number four. Know who les six are? For my music fans out there, les six was six French composers in the late 1800s, early 1900s who like changed music. Right. So I'm just grouping it together. Les six means the six, the top six players in fantasy football know who they are and do not draft someone before they cease, the six and guess what shocker the six are all running backs there is one exception that I will make and we'll talk about that but here is the order number one CMC Christian McCaffrey should be the first person off your board but Armando you said don't take injured players and he was injured last year exception to the rule Christian McCaffrey will win your league. He will win your league. Okay, this is a risk that you take. <laughs> Why? Because he is a fantasy god. He's a fantasy god. And if he is healthy, talent plus time, who, who else is going to have the ball in Carolina? Tell me, I'm waiting. Who else is going to get the ball? Thrown to them or handed to them. Only CMC. CMC is the only person on that team as far as I'm concerned. He will get talent plus time more than anyone in the league. Number one. Number two, Dalvin Cook. And look, if you take Dalvin Cook over CMC because you do want to minimize risk, fine. Fine. Dalvin Cook's going to be amazing next year as well. Because who even knows if Kirk Cousins is going to play. And that's for another reason that I can't talk about on this podcast. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, But anyway. uh, Dalvin Cook at number two. Obvious. Talent plus time. Y'all saw him last year. Third option. Number three. Alvin Kamara. Who's going to get the ball? Taysom Hill doesn't throw the ball. If Taysom Hill is... On the depth chart over Jameis Winston, yeah, talent plus time, Calvin Kamara, holy moly. And don't be surprised if they go that route. Do not be surprised if they go Alvin or if they go Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston, which personally I think is stupid. Like, whatever, give me a thousand interceptions from Jameis Winston, at least I know he can throw the ball. Number four, Derrick Henry. And again, you can pick these people... In any order, just pick one of them. Pick one of them, okay? Derrick Henry, amazing. Yes, there are a lot of other options on offense there in in Tennessee now. But pick Derrick Henry, please. Derrick Henry's amazing. Derrick Henry has always been talent plus time, no matter who is on that team, right? So, Derrick Henry, number four. Number five, Zeke. This is a controversial pick here because Zeke sucked when Dak was not there. Zeke's a very emotional guy, and when he knew that that team was going nowhere with Andy Dalton and whoever else was the quarterback then because they all got injured, okay, Zeke gave up. Let's just call it what it is. Zeke gave up. When Zeke was with Dak Prescott, he was like the third-ranked fantasy football player. Okay, so you need to know this. You need to know these things. Dak is back. Dak is healthy. Invest in Zeke Elliott. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Number five, great. Number six, very controversial, but true. Saquon Barkley, number six. Okay, if you go another route here at six, fine. No one's going to get upset with you. But again, Saquon Barkley, if he is healthy, could be number one in the the world. And you have to know those things, right? If healthy... He can jump from six to one and, and he can win your league. Okay, so the risk there is significant, but the, the reward is even more significant. This is the most high risk reward player on the board ever, right? Because he, he can win you the league or his injuries can lose you the league. So I'll leave that up to you. If you went the route of Travis Kelsey here, fine. Fine, that's okay. If you went the route of Austin Eckler here, Fine. OK, you can go Eckler, you can go Jonathan Taylor, you can go Nick Chubb here. OK, so six is kind of interchangeable if you want. Just I think it's a clear one in six, one through six. Like if, if Saquon Barkley is healthy, there's no doubt he is going to be more productive than Eckler, than Taylor, than Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson. OK, there's there, there's no doubt. So understand those things. These are the top six players you need to look for if you are in the top six of your league when you draft. Again, McCaffrey, Cook, Camara, Henry, Elliott, Barkley. If you are, let's see, it's a 12-team league, just look for, you know, Travis Kelsey. Don't go quarterback. Don't go quarterback. Look at, take a very long look at Austin Eckler. Take a very, very long look at Jonathan Taylor. Look at Nick Chubb. Um, person I like that's a sleeper right now Antonio Gibson on the Washington football team that's a sleeper if you can get Antonio Gibson in the second round and you get like say you are a top five pick you get Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson as your one and two good night league good night you can can pick uh, Tim Tebow as your quarterback and you'll still win that league that's how that's how great that 1-2 combo I think is going to be. So, keep that on your radar. Okay. Quarterbacks to look at at the end of your league. Ryan Tannehill. Yes, I said it, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is a stud in fantasy football. Is he the most talented quarterback in the world? Absolutely not. But does he produce in fantasy football? Yes, he does. He's incredibly accurate. Not a lot of turnovers, a lot of touchdowns, talent plus time. Jalen freaking hurts. The Eagles are pretending that there's some quarterback controversy, quarterback competition. That's all BS. Don't read into that. Jalen hurts is the real freaking deal. Wait for him. Quarterback 10, 11, 12. No one's going to pick him at five. I guarantee it. Someone's going to be stupid and and pick Taysom Hill. Actually, Taysom Hill is actually a really good value. Sorry, never mind. Pick Taysom Hill too because um, his running capability will actually be helpful. Jalen freaking Hurts. Wait for him. And look, if these guys don't pan out, again, Trey Lance is going to be starting at some point. Justin Fields is going to be starting at some point and they are going to be fantasy monsters. Again, not the most talented, but talent plus time. And with quarterbacks, it's talent plus time plus legs. If you got legs, you're valuable. So whatever. Jalen Hurts doesn't work out. Ryan Talent doesn't work out. Drop them. Pick up one of the rookies that are going to start. They're not going to lose you the league. Value plays like that are going to win you the league because then you've invested in a mid-round wide receiver, a mid-round wide receiver round running back like I'm looking at a James Connor a Zach Moss a Melvin Gordon Raheem Mostert Philip Lindsay you know instead of going quarterback you can get one of those players that could be a really good player in fantasy or let's look at wide receiver you can get an Odell Beckham jr. in the middle of the rounds people might be low on him and they should be low on him You can get a Robbie Anderson. You can get a Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to be great on the Texans. He's like the 33rd ranked wide receiver right now on ESPN. You can get a Jerry Judy. Devontae Smith. Screw it. You can get an Antonio Brown. Okay? There's, There's so much value in those middle rounds. Do not spend it on a quarterback again. And last but not least, just for me, don't draft Julio Jones. Don't draft Michael Thomas. Okay. The top wide receivers right now, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Stephon freaking Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is way more valuable than Michael Thomas. Way more valuable than Michael Thomas. Way more valuable than Odell Beckham Jr. Way more valuable than Julio Jones. Okay. More talented? No. But more valuable in fantasy football? Yes. Ter- Scary Terry. Terry McLaurin. Look at guys like that. CD Lamb. Ugh. Yeah, I mean really if you are doing fantasy football and you care about it and you're spending money on it, take the time. Listen to podcasts. Listen to this one. Thank you for listening to this one. Um, go on ESPN, look at their rankings, do, do mock drafts and figure out where people are going and know your league too. If it's a, if it's a Kansas city league, someone's going to take Patrick Mahomes and let them (laughs) let them take fine. Let them take, um, Tyree kill, let them take Travis Kelsey. They're probably going to reach for these people. That means that other players are going to drop like Stefan Diggs, Deandre Hopkins, Players like Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins. Players like that will drop in your league because they're prioritizing their, their fan favorites. But again, if you're in a 10-team league, Jalen Hurts is the 10th ranked quarterback. Ryan Hill is ranked 11th. They're all really good. Joe freaking Burrow is 13th. Joe Burrow should have a great year. Okay, So look out for those players. There's a lot of value out there. Hit us up on Found City SM on Instagram, um, or you can email us too at uh, FoundCitySM at gmail.com if you have any questions about what I just said. And uh, I'm happy to help anybody. This has been fun for me. Uh, I hope I get to do more of these fantasy football ones because honestly, it is a passion of mine. It is something that I feel like I'm good at. Um, and I give you information that I think is valuable. So thank you for joining me today, and I hope you all have a great day. Um, hopefully I'll splice in Reese's like, thank you for, uh, fancy football or thank you for, uh, found city sports media. He does it so well. And it's like, so NPR, I'm not going to even pretend to know how he does it. Um, so thanks again. We'll see you next time. Peace. We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Fountain City Sports Media. This podcast is brought to you by listener support, so consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash fcsm to gain access to premium content, including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews.